Hey, uh, thanks for listening to the Nick and Big J podcast. We appreciate it. And you know what? It's brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been in an accident, well, call The Advocates. 208-471-4444. Decided to sleep in? Missed your favorite morning show? Yeah, don't worry. It's the Morning After Podcast with Nick and Big J. Presented by Treasure Valley Subaru, Idaho Center's premier pre-owned superstore. With their pre-owned personal shopper, your requests will be personally handled by their team of salespeople, sales managers, and vehicle buyers, meaning you got someone looking out for you the whole way. And with Easy Peasy Loan Approval, they've got you taken care of in a way that doesn't require a social security number or trigger a credit inquiry. So go check them out, Treasure Valley Subaru at the Idaho Center. Now, for Nick and Big J. Take it away, boys. Well, good morning, everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. We are here on Friday. It is the 22nd day of July, 2022. 72222, Big J? I don't know what it means. Nothing. Doesn't mean anything. And if you think it does, well, maybe you know more than I do. But but we're not big numerology fans around here, are we? I'm not. I mean, I know the match up all the numbers. I do like to, to, I like when they're nice and even like that. It does make me happy. But I'm not sure it has any kind of deeper significance other than that. But if you do believe in that, then fantastic. Hopefully it's a wonderful day for you. Hopefully you've got a bunch of cool things planned. And hopefully some of those plans is to keep cool. Because that hot weather ain't going anywhere, Big J. Triple digits for the foreseeable future as our highs. So... Get in That's the enjoyable so, weather. Uh, just uh, defeating. Looking at the ten day and being like, "Oh my god!" You don't like it, huh? No, no. I can't imagine there's and a lot of people that more do. More important, I mean, I don't look. I, I I don't spend much time outside. I feel really bad for the people that have to work out. I know people who have to work outside. Right. I can't imagine it, uh, especially my uh, old age now. Uh, it should be so difficult. So, you know, good on you guys. Though I was talking to one one fellow who works, he's a roofer. So uh, his name's Jeremy. He works on the roofs. And he's like, you get used to it and you just drink lots of fluids. Yes, you have to. But I'm like, come on, man. It's got to be 130 degrees up there on a roof. On a roof? Yeah, it's got to be hell. But uh, congratulations to those of you that do it. Glad you're keeping safe. Please continue to do that and just keep in mind that it ain't slowing down anytime soon. On the show today, we got some Pop Evil tickets to give away. We have ourselves some tickets to go check out our X-Fest Battle of the Bands, which is officially one week from tonight, which will be awesome out at the Rev Center. So you got a chance to go to that stuff as well. Big J will have their his What You Gonna Do Fire Me song of the day coming up this morning and all sorts of other fun and excitement. But we play music. Let's get started with some Nirvana here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. It is Lithium on the X Rocks. On The Morning After with Nick and Big J. Yesterday, the governor of the state of Idaho, Brad Little, announced the state will direct about $1 million to contributing to growing fentanyl problem in Idaho. They're going to use it as kind of like a media campaign to try to increase education about the problem that the state of Idaho has, both with fentanyl and methamphetamine. Coming into the state, many people dealing with the issue here in the state. Uh, and of course, fentanyl is an extremely dangerous drug that can do some serious damage and permanent damage to you. And the state is seeing an increase in the use of that. And so in coming weeks, the funds will be used for a couple of specific goals. One, purchasing additional roadside equipment to educate. And two, educating the public on the dangers of fentanyl through a large-scale media campaign. So goal of it is to bring law enforcement and families together here in the state to search for new and meaningful ways to reduce the flow of fentanyl and methamphetamine here in the state 
and we'll see if it works. But the fact that the problem is being addressed is better than not addressing it at all. Agree or disagree? Maybe. Oh, yeah, for sure. So hopefully this will educate some people and inform them on what's going on. Nice day for Kyler Murray yesterday. Uh, he reached a deal to stick around with the Arizona Cardinals and be their quarterback through the 2028 season. Team announced the news yesterday. Contract probably worth around $231 million with about $160 million guaranteed. Murray, of course, the 2018 Heisman Trophy winner, number one overall pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, Rookie of the Year, multiple-time Pro Bowler. And so he signed a big, gigantic contract. Not as big as Deshaun Watson's contract, but big nonetheless. So you've got one yeah, one of those left. guys is going to play this next season. <laughs> yeah, exactly. By the way. Uh, got Lamar Jackson left to go to sign. That's the one guy who's on the last year of his deal. And we'll see what comes together there. I'm guessing he'll stick around. But also Lamar Jackson, one of the only NFL players currently playing that does not have an agent. He represents himself. so He's agent in himself? Yeah. So he can work on his own timeline. <clears throat> and I'm guessing he's not, you know, panicked. Give himself a, a bonus. Yeah, I mean, I guess he gets to save that 10%, which is good. <laughs> hey, uh, be a lot. Rob Zombie has got some news. He's been in the news the last couple of days. News came down yesterday that his uh, movie, The Munsters, will actually be available on Blu-ray, DVD, and digital on September 27th, which is actually before the film will be available on Netflix. So maybe it wasn't a Netflix film all the way around. Netflix bought the rights to distribute it, but... Uh, that's going to go, you're going to get your hands on it before Netflix if you really want to. And then the second reason he was in the news is he took to Facebook day before yesterday to really attack people uh, for saying that the uh, the Munsters movie looks incredibly cheap. Because he got really upset that people said it was a $40 million movie. And he's like, no guys, we did this on like a shoestring budget. So he says if the movie looks cheap, it's not necessarily because it's supposed to. But because they didn't have a whole lot of money to put it together. I mean, they shot it in Budapest. Yeah, it was uh, it was a smash. Who goes to job. Budapest? It wasn't for fun. No, no, it was for uh, it was for budgetary reasons. So uh, I I don't know if that means he's not happy with the way the film looks, or he just wants people to understand that it wasn't as expensive as they thought. I don't know. But we do know we'll have a sneak peek of it in about two months. So you can keep an eye on it then, and we'll all figure out if it was worth our time or not. Your prediction, Big J, will it be any good? Uh, I, I have no idea. It's unprecedented. It's very true. So uh, that's why I'm excited to see it. Well, you'll have a chance. Will you purchase it before it's available on Netflix? No. You're excited, but not enough to spend money on is what you're telling me, right? Well, I'm already spending money on Netflix. Well, technically, yeah, you're right. Blink-182, all the small things here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. We talked, of course, earlier this morning about how ridiculously hot it is going to be over the course of the next several days here, several weeks, really, here in the Treasure Valley. So it is probably something that we need to talk about because there's a lot more complaints happening online about it. People's smartphones, Big J. They're overheating, bro. Ah, don't blow up in my hand. Uh, it's not good. What it does is it slows your battery charge. It makes your phone sluggish. Sometimes it makes it not work at all. And so you've got some basic tips. If you find yourself out in the heat a lot and you are finding yourself of uh, your phone's overheating, one tip, don't leave your phone in your car ever um, because that can get really hot in warm climates. According to Apple, iPhones should never be stored in places where temperatures are above 113 degrees. And when it's over 100 in the weather forecast, odds are at some point your vehicle will hit that temperature. 
And so it is important to know that, you know, a lot of times it's an accident. I don't know if anybody leaves it on purpose. But, like, if you have a job that doesn't allow your cell phone where you are and you put it in your glove compartment, not the best place for it to be in this particular type of weather. Uh, if it really does overheat a lot, one of the things you need to do is make sure you avoid playing a bunch of games on your phone. They tend to heat up when they use graphic-intensive applications or taxes processor, which a lot of games can do. Uh, or, you know, recording a lot of video footage can also do this as well, so keep that in mind. Close the apps that you're not using. GPS, maps, other kind of apps that are constantly running on your phone never do a good job if you're trying to keep it from overheating, so make sure you stop or force stop all those apps that are open. And finally, if it keeps overheating and keeps overheating, there is one thing you can do. Remove your phone's case. If you've got a case on your phone, uh, it's one of those deals that it can trap heat inside there and prevent it from cooling down in a lot of ways. And while it does protect your phone in some ways, if you have an issue where it's overheating a lot, it could be doing the opposite of that there. So keep that in mind because phones are expensive, man. I yeah. Mean, I don't know the last time you bought one, but there ain't nothing cheap about it. And if you have to try to figure out a way to make a phone last or you don't want to buy a brand new one, I certainly don't blame you there. Those are some tips and ideas on how you can save yourself a whole bunch of cash and make sure your phone doesn't overheat and then completely die in the ridiculously hot weather it's going to be out there over the next couple of days. Morning After with Nick and Big J. What you gonna do? Fire Me Song of the Day coming up next here on the X Rocks. That's the offspring. That is self-esteem here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Every Friday morning, Big J selects a song for you to help get the blood moving on a Friday morning for a particular reason. First, we'll give you the song. Then we'll give you the reason. Big J, what's the What You Gonna Do Fire Me song of the day? Yeah, be three days grace, the high road. All right, enjoy it. Here it is on the X Rocks. That's your What You Gonna Do Fire Me song of the day. Some three days grace. The high road. Big J, why are you picking that song, man? Well, because we didn't get a chance to talk about this, but uh, now uh, that uh, song was off of... uh Transit of Venus, uh, and that came out in 2012 for Three Days Grace, and it was the last album that Adam Gontier was a part of Three Days Grace, because he left the band that year, or uh, the next year, and uh, said he wanted to grow and, and move on uh, with his career and do something different, and uh, they brought in Matt Walst, who was uh, brother of bassist uh, Brad Walst, and so uh, that's what we have Three Days Grace now, that's the lineup. Well, uh, there was some vitriol, I think, a little bit between the, the two for a little bit of time, but that has been uh, squashed now as uh, Brat, Matt, uh, or Brat, oh, no. Brad, Matt, and Adam all went to the same high school, Nick. And recently, they were invited back for a reunion of sorts uh, of thing that was happening at the high school. And they all showed up, and they all talked, and they all kind of squashed that whole beef, and uh, were happy to spend some time together. Yeah, it's it kind awesome. of interesting. It was cool. Like they did like a Hall of Fame kind of thing for like yes. high school they went to, and they all showed up. It was like a special honor just for them, and they all showed up and were nice enough to do that. And it seems like I don't know what this means for the future. But I do like the fact that everybody's playing nice again. Yeah, absolutely. And it seemed like, you know, I, I don't know, I, I, bet, I bet at some point there'll, there'll be some sort of reunion of sorts uh, between all of them and uh, going out and doing something. But in the meantime, I thought that was pretty cool because uh, I like uh, I like all those guys. Uh, they were great, and we've we've had some great experiences here. This is before you got here, but we did an X session with, uh, with Three Days Grace, and that's when Adam was in the band, and he was always just such a nice dude. And when we had him in here for X-Fest uh, with Santa Sonia, I mean, just this sweet dude and all the guys in and three days grace couldn't be nicer either must be a canadian thing i guess yeah it's difficult to find a fairly aggressive and angry canadian it's very hard or at least uh one that's willing to 
deal with it for that long. So uh, I'm glad that they buried the hatchet as well. What it means down the road, we don't know, but at least they're not battling anymore, which is a very, very good thing. To the on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Brace yourself, it's coming if you still find yourself on Facebook every now and again, at least, uh, because as of today, Facebook is officially changing their layout again. What? No! So it's going to piss a whole lot of people off. I'm so angry about this free product. Now, it's only if you use Facebook in the desktop side of things, not so much on the actual mobile side of things, but... When you do log in and you open up the website, you'll see a home tab that's got new content on it. That's where it's going to house your Facebook stories and your Instagram reels. And then other, the home tab, will be a feed showing updates from friends. So two different tabs now on your Facebook page, splitting things up. What is this happening? Uh, It said today. I'm looking at it now. I don't see a difference. Maybe you need to uh, log out and log back in or something like that, as it could have been done this morning. Or maybe it's coming later today. But... Apparently, it's going to be a new home feed for you to navigate if you are checking out Facebook on the desktop version of things. Doesn't look like Rob Gronkowski's coming back anytime soon, so if Tampa Bay has decided to move on, they've officially signed his replacement. Now, they already have a couple tight ends on the roster, but they added Kyle Rudolph yesterday. One-year deal with the team, a veteran tight end for the offense. The 32-year-old is a two-time Pro Bowler. He spent 10 seasons with the Vikings, and then last year he was a member of the New York Giants, and now he'll be on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Kyler Murray not going anywhere either. He has reached a deal with the Arizona Cardinals to stay through the 2028 season, signing a pretty big extension yesterday. Basically, he is good for $230.5 million. Not bad. Of course, he won the 2018 Heisman Trophy was taken by Arizona number one overall back in 2019. Rookie of the year, couple of Pro Bowls under his belt, so he got his paycheck just like they thought he would. So I guess wiping the Cardinals off of his social media as a threat earlier this year worked just fine for him as he cashed in his paycheck yesterday. Big J, Ivan Moody from Five Finger Death Punch is opening up about a near-death experience he had, which caused him to be sober for now four years. Uh, Moody said that his sobriety was the result of him actually dying in his home in front of his daughter thanks to alcohol withdrawal. He was talking to Metal Hammer and Magazine, and he said that he had been on a bender for about two full years where he had gone basically a grand total of four days without drinking in an entire year, which was ridiculous. And he said that he came to a point where he was going to quit drinking, but if you don't do it without the right medications and whatever else, you're going to die, and that's exactly what happened. He said he was dead for about three and a half minutes, And he said that's the only time in his life up to that point where he actually felt peace. But he said that hearing his daughter crying is what woke him up. And he had a defibrillator on his chest as well. So apparently in just three to four minutes, he was actually dead about four years ago. That caused him to clean up. And he has been clean and sober ever since. And, you know, if you've ever interacted with Ivan Moody, it was never like he was a bad guy. But there is a very much... A clear and decisive difference between sober Ivan and Ivan that was hammered a bunch. Yeah, let's see. Hammered Ivan would walk up to a broadcast tent and uh, be ready in the middle of Mayhem Fest, by the way, and want to talk uh, and uh, and swear all over the place. Yeah. Uh, whereas uh, non-drunk Ivan would still want to talk and hang out, but maybe be more socially acceptable. Yeah, listen, uh, we've never had any issues with Ivan. It was always fun and good times. But, like, you know, when talking to him, you can definitely tell a difference between the amount of clarity he has 
as a sober person. And certainly, you know, unfortunately, you have to sometimes reach those lows in order for you to clean himself up. And that's exactly what he did. And it's sad that it took him to that point before it was a wake up call, but glad that that wake up call finally came. So uh, it's an actually very interesting article. It's available in this month's Metal Hammer magazine, both online and uh, at a magazine store. Big J, is that where you buy magazines? Where would you buy a magazine if you're looking for one? Uh, That's not well, online. Boy, they used to have them at grocery stores. <laughs> do they and still have magazine I, section? I, I think they might. At least at convenience stores, they right. still do. So it may be available there, but it's definitely online if you want to check it out. Hell. Oh, you know they're both going to hell, right? The Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. We are going to Florida for today's We're Going to Hell story. You familiar with a store called Publix, Big J? Uh, it sounds familiar. It's like a East Coast version of, uh, not really Fred Meyer, but it's almost like an Albertsons for the the lack of a better term. I mean, it's essentially a grocery store out there, but they sell some other things. It's not like a Target or anything like that, but it's it's definitely more of a grocery store than it is anything else. And uh, police were called to a Publix there in Florida because... There was a woman that was selling teddy bears outside of the public store. Now, this isn't necessarily all that unusual. I mean, we've all gone to the grocery store and somebody has set up shop like either right outside the doors or near them that are trying to, you know, encourage you to donate something or sign something or to purchase something to help out people, right? Yeah. But what made this one a little bit weird was uh, this woman was one by herself, two had like three teddy bears that she was trying to sell. And then the big kicker was she also was walking around with an actual pitchfork. Like, not like Aquaman, more like American Gothic kind of stuff. Like a farm utensil. Yeah, yeah. It was an unusual sales pitch. Her name is Lisa Sloan. She's 56 years old, and she had to be arrested outside the supermarket because when people refused to buy her teddy bears, she started walking around with a pitchfork, went to her car, and grabbed a whip. And she was trying to, you know, essentially threaten people into purchasing her teddy bears. Even at one point, she stabbed a man's minivan with the pitchfork, which caused some damage. So she was also using it as a weapon of some kind. Cops arrived. They apprehended her. They did know that she did appear to be extremely intoxicated on some type of inebriant. And she mentioned to them that uh, they could do whatever they wanted to her because, quote, she felt no pain anymore and God was in control, which is a somewhat frightening statement, I would think. Yeah, yeah, so just slightly. She was booked into jail on a charge of assault with a deadly weapon. Her pitchfork is now officially placed into evidence, so that will be used in uh, court against her. Uh, and unless somebody is, like, using a pitchfork to throw some hay my advice stay the hell away from that person but who wants who doesn't want to buy a a teddy bear from a woman with a pitchfork too so i guess there's two sides to one coin i think general generally what we've learned here though is that stereotyping people the pitchfork generally spot on yeah yeah unless they're like on a farm absolutely then really maybe i mean at least they're they're a tool that could be used in that situation but if you find somebody like at a grocery store with a pitchfork, uh, it's, probably not to be, yeah, it's probably not supposed to be that way. Teddy bears were fine, Big J, in case you were curious. You don't have to worry about them anymore. Morning after with Nick and Big J, there's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the X Rocks. <laughs> 
the Chili Peppers. That is scar tissue here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. Get ready to hear something you cannot unhear. It's not not something that's going to be uh, filled with pleasant thoughts, but it's a truth nonetheless. As people start to return to work, a lot more in, you know, back at the office kind of things are happening for sure. Uh, And apparently the situation in the office is heating up and it's got nothing to do with the weather. Apparently, at least according to a brand new survey, we are watching more porn than ever at work, Big J. <laughs> at work? On the what clock. Doing? Downtime. Apparently, uh, about 60% of people in the workforce admitted to, at some point, watching pornography at their desk, which is bananas to me. But apparently, it's a thing. According to psychology professor Craig Jackson, that's apparently to be expected in the current workplace. Uh, It is? Well, I guess. (laughs) To be expected. He says a lot of workers in organizations feel faceless. They feel overlooked, underutilized, underchallenged, underpromoted. And so porn Mm. becomes a way of coping with how mundane and unpleasant the reality of their work is. Wait a second. That's the the coping mechanism we turn to? We're we're not appreciated in our jobs. I'm going to watch some porn. Not all of us, but I guess 60% of us. That's how we deal with it. 60%. According to research from Pornhub, it's not just a joke. Of course, the most popular time for Pornhub is 10 o'clock at night to 1 o'clock in the morning. That will never change. Okay? But the second most popular time where the website is the busiest is 4 o'clock on any given day, which is during work time. So... You know, if you're working a standard 9 to 5, 4 p.m., it, it it just comes to reason that some of those people that are watching Pornhub at 4 p.m. are going to be at work. Now, most places have rules against this uh, behavior at your workplace. You should know this. You should not watch porn well, at work. Listen, that's against any of your sexual harassment training. Correct. But uh, the same psychologist says that, you know, employees are probably realizing they don't have a lot to work about. He says many workers have found that the organization's IT system for monitoring or blocking adult material, not very sophisticated at all. So it's not exactly difficult to get they, through. They can't keep simple viruses out. <laughs> no, what are you talking about? No. Could be so, why you have so many problems at work. Now you know. If you're working a 9 to 5, you can look around at about half the people you work with, at least according to the survey, more than half are checking out porn at work. So that's something that is interesting that I didn't think would be a thing, but apparently is. And now you know. But, but now a socially acceptable. So go ahead. Is it? Well, yeah, if the majority of people are doing it, it must be socially acceptable. Uh, I don't know if that's what the definition of socially acceptable is. Uh, I don't care how many people are doing it. I don't think I want to watch somebody or walk in on somebody watching porn at work. That would not be fun. Because usually that goes in hand with other things. Uh, correct. That's part of the problem. Uh, and that none of that stuff is okay either. But uh, just so you know, apparently it's happening, and it's happening more than ever before. What a treat. With Nick and Big J. Big J, Reed Hastings is a very popular man and powerful while we're at it. Do you know who he is? Reed Hastings. No. He is the CEO of Netflix. Oh, yeah. A business I'm sure you have heard of. Mm -hmm. Uh, He made pretty big waves yesterday by announcing that it is his belief that linear TV will be gone in a decade. Uh, And uh, he was talking on the, the Netflix kind of earnings call, and he was talking about how streaming is just everywhere. Everybody's pouring it in. Everybody's a part of it. And so he thinks that linear TV will be gone maybe even the next five years he said 10 years at the longest now what is linear tv big j 
I don't know. I think he's probably talking about broadcast TV. That's exactly what he's talking about. The traditional way of watching TV in which you view a TV show on the channel. It's aired on at the scheduled time in which he's aired. Now, of course, Netflix did lose a million subscribers in the last quarter, so he may be trying to pump things up a little bit. But also, I mean, listen, he's just hes just wrong. I mean, there's just... There's no way regular television will ever go away for various reasons. It may not be a Or popular, terrestrial radio, for that matter. It may not be, you know, a top of everybody's mind, but here's the truth of it. There's a lot less places that have internet than you think, that certainly have Wi-Fi than you think, and a strong enough connection that makes streaming everything and, and anything possible. There are some great internet connections in a lot of places. Absolutely, you and your friends have them. It's wonderful. But there are also places in our very state where you can go to, and it is like being disconnected. Yeah. Also, it's free to watch. Yeah. You just have to have a TV. There's way more people than you think that watch Goofy Broadcast Television, and while you and your buddies don't, it, it's not going to go away. It's just, it, again, Big J's right. It's a free option that's out there that continues to make money, and until it stops, that's when it will stop, and it will never stop, because there will always be people that choose that over anything else. It's the way that it goes. Now, not to say that streaming won't be easily the most popular thing. As a matter of fact, I think it already is. But to say that it's going away or it will be gone is... One, wishful thinking for your earnings call, which I believe is what he was doing, but two, just not a reality that we're living in. So there's that. They've been throwing dirt on broadcast radio since the 40s. Radio has died a million deaths. Yeah. And still, if you you say anything about radio online, the first thing that anybody says is, who listens to radio anymore? And And that's fine. That's cute. That's whatever. I mean, I know it's what we do, but I don't get into that argument because there's no point in it. I mean, there's ridiculous amounts of surveys and things that go into radio still reaches more people than any other kind of medium out there. It doesn't matter what you're talking about. It's just cute to rag on it. And that's fine. That's cool. So cute. Uh, As long as your friends think you're cool, that's fine. Hey, the NBA's Philadelphia 76ers announced yesterday that they're planning on building a brand new arena in Center City. It's the Fashion District. It's going to cost about $1.3 billion to build this uh, privately funded arena. 76ers won't be breaking ground for several years. They don't expect to be playing in the new arena until 31-32. So yeah, it's a while. But currently, the 76ers and the Flyers play at the Wells Fargo Center. Uh, That opened up in 1996. They deemed that elderly and not wanting to be a part of it. Don't know if the Flyers are on board with this as well, if it's just a 76ers thing. But they are going to build a new arena. It's just going to take about 10 years to do so. Kyler Murray sticking around the Arizona Cardinals. He signed an extension through the 2028 season, about $160 million guaranteed, $230.5 million overall, or about $46 million a year to stick around and play football for the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, according to Entertainment Tonight, guess who's teaming up for a Godzilla series, Big J? Um, let's see. I'm going to say Kurt Russell and Wyatt Russell. You are 100% correct. And there goes Bad Impression. It's an Apple original series, which means Big J won't watch it, but it is going to focus on Godzilla and the Titans. This is the first time the father-son duo have acted together since a little film in 1998 called Soldier, which I remember watching. I do not remember Wyatt Russell. He must have been it. very young, very uh, young. I mean, yeah, it was a while ago. So that that is a very real possibility, but they have acted before. Uh, what this series is going to be, will they be father and son in the series as well? I do not know, but I do know there's a Godzilla series coming to Apple TV. Will Wyatt be playing Captain America? Uh, I hope not. Versus Godzilla. You know that's not his name in the show anyway, Big J. How dare you? 
Pop Culture Smackdown. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Yeah, we got a nice morning after prize package here, uh, which is, uh, of course, the thing we love about Pop Culture Smackdown. Pop Evil coming here on August 6th. That's a Saturday, friends, at the Knitting Factory. So we'll get you set up with those tickets. And Battle of the Bands happening July 29th next week at the Rev Center. Uh, your chance to select who is going to open for X-Fest 2022. And we've got some great bands opening or playing, I'm, sa- I'm saying, uh, I should say, our Artificial Aliens, Basement, We Were Giants, Life Upon Liars, and Roses Are Dead. So that's all yours if you can beat Nick in Pop Culture Smackdown. All right, if you think you got what it takes, 208-287-1003 is the number that you need to call if you'd like to play the game and answer some questions that Big J will be asking you. To the phones we go. Play the game. Good morning, the X. Good morning. Hey, man, what's up? What's your name? Jesus. All right, Jesus, you're up first. In what year was the first iPhone released? Was it 2007, 1990, or 2001? We'll go with 2001. No, it's uh, incorrect. Wrong. Sorry, Jesus. Thank you for playing. A few, few years early. Hello, the X. There's your answer. Hello, the X. Hello. How's hey. it going? Good. Here's Big J with your question. Uh, in what year was All the right. first iPhone released? Was it 2007, 1990, or 2001? Uh, 2001? Nope. Nope, that's incorrect. Sorry, man. Hello, the X. Hello. What's going on? What's up, man? Uh, here's Big J with your question. In what year was the first iPhone released? Was it 2007, 1990, or 2001? Let's say 07. 07 right. is right. Uh, Nick, before becoming a regular on the big screen, Woody Harrelson starred in the sitcom Cheers. What was his character's name? He was Woody. He was Woody. Woody Bright. Indeed. I thought I'd trick you on that one, but apparently not. Uh, the Bates Motel is the scene for which classic horror movie? Psycho. Psycho right. is correct. Uh, Nick, what was the name of the possessed hotel in Stephen King's novel, The Shining, based on the real-life Stanley Hotel in Colorado? Uh, the Overlook. The Overlook is correct. Right. Nice. This tabletop fantasy role-playing game has been around since the 70s and is it a, a prominent part of the Stranger Things TV series. Dungeons and Dragons. Right. It is Dungeons and Dragons. Nick, um, what General Foods treat was marketed as crackling candy? Pop Rocks? Pop Rocks is correct. Right. Uh, how many different colors are there in a regular package of M&M's? <laughs> oh, God. That really multiple yeah. choice. I'll give you multiple choice. Huh. Is it six? Is it 12? Or is it four? Six. That's right. right. Six is correct. Uh, let's see here. Name uh, Patrick Swayze only appeared in one sequel in his career. What was the movie called? He only appeared in one sequel. Was he in both movies? Yes. Okay. Um, let's see here. I'm trying to think of all the Patrick Swayze movies I know. I don't think he... Well, maybe he did pop up in Havana Nights. The Dirty Dancing sequel is like a second... I'll say uh, Havana Nights, Dirty Dancing. Havana too. Nights is correct. Oh! Right. Oh. <laughs> Good one, dude. Uh, and that's all the questions I got. Why is this so funny? Because uh, I had no business getting that right. Congratulations. I know. That's why I was like, ah. Uh, I do not know even know why that movie popped in my head. I've never seen it, of course. But I did know it was a thing, and I thought for some reason this old image of him, like on like the video box or like featuring Patrick Swayze. Let me let me tell you why you got it right. 
Okay, because you're 100% correct. On these Trivial Pursuit, you have them all memorized. Oh, that's the question that's on there? I, I switched up the wording of the question, but nonetheless, that's where it comes from. Because I'm all out. I'm like, I got nothing left. I don't know how you all do right. it for so long. Do you want to tap out then? Because I've been I've been putting together a bunch of questions. Now we can wait until uh, the, the right time is uh, <laughs> okay. for that. But, right. but still, right. I'm like sitting over here going, oh, God, I don't know what to do. Congratulations, man. You got yourself all set up and good to go with Poppy evil tickets as well as the X-Vest Battle of the Bands. We're going to talk about Lounge at the End of the Universe next on the X-Rocks. That is Rage Against the Machine killing in the name of here on the morning after with Nick and Big J coming up on another fantastic weekend here in the Treasure Valley, which means some really cool things happening at the Lounge at the End of the Universe, which is why it's great to welcome back into the studio Jen Adams. Good morning, Jen. Good morning, everybody. Happy Friday. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for getting up early and coming on in. And I believe this weekend's probably a pretty special one for your heart when it comes to acts at the Lounge at the End of the Universe, right? It absolutely is. So uh, if you listen to the show a bunch and you've heard me before, uh, you know that before I became a comedian, I was a professional magician, and so I have lots of ties to the magic world. And this weekend, I have brought to town a very old friend of mine who we, we just have known 24 years we've known each other. Uh, internationally known, award-winning magician who is another female, which when we met each other, we were like just instantly like, oh, thank God. Yeah, because... It, it's a, it's definitely like a in that in that day I think there was like a handful of female magicians that were spread out all over the world so it was so nice to have a sister and uh, and and she uh, I moved to Vegas I was like 21 at the time and um, and and both of our dads were famous magicians hers out in Vegas and uh, in the Magic Castle in, in L A and mine on the East Coast so uh, being second generation and female uh, when I moved to Vegas she really helped me get into the business and like helped me with with so many things she was like my big sister. Uh, but all that aside, incredible magician, travels all over the world, grew up in her dad's magic show, uh, speaks four languages, is just like, if you don't come to this show, you, I, I just, I can't even look you in the eye. I can't. So, so you need to, you need to come out tonight and tomorrow night at eight o'clock. But uh, her name's Luna Shimada, and I'm going to let you guys talk to her. Luna, it is an honor and privilege to have somebody of your caliber in the studio. Thank you very much for coming in. Thank you for coming to the Treasure Valley. Uh, let's talk about those beginnings. When did you decide, like, you know, you're learning from your dad, but when do you go, okay, this is something I also would like to do? Uh, well, first of all, good morning, and thank you for having me on here. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> yeah, of course, that is always the go-to start question, sure. isn't it? Yeah. Um, well, it's, uh, you know, I didn't come into magic in the most typical way that people would think, you know, being that it is family business and I grew up in magic. Um, I think it's quite common for a lot of people to not pursue the the career or the career path that their parents are on. Um, and it wasn't something I had planned on doing initially, but um, it, it was just something that kind of pulled me into it, so to speak. You know, I didn't grow up loving magic because I was, maybe because of the overexposure to it. Sure. But um, I did take a, a, a very deep interest in magic in a, in, a, in a different sense, because I think I got to a certain point where I thought, well, you know, this is all tricks and deception and stuff, but like, where's real magic? Right. And that sort of became my pursuit in life 
at, a, at an early age. Um, and that took me down a rabbit hole that took me to the study of esoterics and the occult and philosophy and theologies and religion and all that stuff that brought me back into performance magic, you know, because then I realized, well, all magic in a sense is ritual. Sure. So, uh, so yeah, here I am. It, I had to go out and find magic to come back to magic to make it so that it would have some meaning for me and Makes it sense. would make sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and then you yeah. make it your own and then you, you bring in it, some other elements that, exactly, that weren't there Exactly, because before. I had no interest in being a trickster. Yeah. You know, like that did not, that was not the attraction for me, you know, to just get up there and be like, behold my magic powers, look, I can do something you can, and you're stupid, you know, which is like how a lot of magicians sort of approach magic, you know, and I was just like, nah, you know, and it's, I don't know if it was because I'm a woman or I'm just a very deep thinker and it was just but it needed to have more substance for me so i had to go out and find the substance wow yeah you've got a great history you know uh jenna talked about the magic castle in la and that's one of those places where i've never had the chance to be but i've heard so many stories about like you know number one you have to be invited to go and it's a, it's a oh, little yeah. bit of a pride like i mean yeah, that's... magic castle is very exclusive yes. private club and so mm-hmm. how 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 did that be relationship begin with you and was it nice to be named magician of the year from those people that are in charge over there you know, I'm not really like a big sort of like person, you know, when it comes to stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, it was it was nice. It was great. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's just a trophy that sits on my shelf and collects dust. So it's kind of <laughs> like, oh, that's nice. Thank you. Right. Anyways, what's next? You yeah. know, it's like um, but the Magic Castle itself is is a very important place because when my family and I came to the United States in 1973, um, that was when we met the Larson family, who are the founders of the of the club. And um, my parents, you know, became very, very close to them. Like, they became, like, best friends, you know. And there wasn't a day that didn't go by where they weren't hanging out together. And um, they loved my father so much that he became their resident magician. So he worked there almost every single night, you know, wow. like continuously. He was, he became a resident and, um, and because we were immigrants, you know, we were also trying to stay in the country <laughs> and there was just a lot of things going on. And, but he also attracted a very, very strong clientele. Like he, it wasn't long before the castle started building a very, very strong, like celebrity membership core. People like Johnny Carson and Cary Grant and Tony Curtis were all coming to the castle to see him perform and becoming members, you know. So that was a different time, you know, that was the seventies and it was old Hollywood and, and it was it was um it was really interesting. And for me it was a playground. Yeah. I was there every single day. So I ran around the whole place and it was kinda like, you know, my mansion and I had my little special <laughs> places that I'd go and hide and and stuff. So yeah, it's it's kinda like going home. Every time I, I, I go back to work there, it's like going home. So it's cool. Yeah, uh, Luna Shimada joins us in studio. She is going to be out at the Lounge at the End of the Universe both tonight and tomorrow night. You can go to loungeboise.com for your tickets. Uh, lots of different types of magic out there. There's street magic, there's up close, mm-hmm. there's illusionist, all that kind of stuff. Is there an area that you specialize in or do you enjoy dabbling in all kind of different facets of it? You know, that's interesting. Um, I don't know if there's a category that really describes what I do. I suppose that you could say I'm a cabaret style magician, but I don't really perform in that style as much. Uh, I've picked up different, you know, skills. So I do everything from from staged, you know, cabaret to parlor to close-up magic. You're going to see a real mixture of different styles of magic, but really 
I would categorize, categorize ugh, my mouth is not working too mm. early. Uh, I would categorize myself as an indie artist. Okay. So, you know, you're just going to have to come and check it out. I love yeah. it. I love it very much. Uh, you also have a home base in Vegas. That's where I you do. spend your time. You do three, what, three shows a day? Is that what you said? Yeah, between two and three shows a night. That's incredible. Uh, depending on, you know how busy it gets sure but, but yeah yeah pretty much and yeah. is that i mean there listen there's a lot of different things to choose from in vegas and but mm-hmm. i mean that's still the pinnacle of where people want to be right to make i mean you have your own theater you have your own room you can do what you want to do right. and it's got to feel pretty good and, and have that kind of accomplishment right yeah well you know we got tired of doing the big shows up and down strip and all over the world and everything and working for these big corporate shows and it wasn't really you know it's it's it it was good paying you know jobs but it was soul sucking yeah yeah and uh and, and i'm a performance artist you know I, I i title myself as a motivational performance artist because a lot of the 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 content of my show has you know is very introspective and you know has a lot of meaning and story behind it so it's not your typical magic show so i needed a venue where i could really express myself and not be restricted by, you know, those those guidelines, right? And you know, I'm not a corporate magician. I'm not going to go out and sell your product right. and do a trick. And and uh, you know, just shows in Vegas and just around the world have diff- are different now. You know, with the event of AGT and Penn and Teller, yeah, it's magic has gone back to catch me if you can, and you know, and it's it's competitive now. It's competitive sports now. And I've never really had that mentality. I've never felt competitive. I've never competed in a competition before. None of that stuff is important to me. So I needed to find a place where I could do, you know, what I do without feeling um, restricted, so to speak. So the Las Vegas Magic Theater is a venue that was opened by... um, my ex-husband, ironically, <laughs> who, who's my friend and okay. my baby daddy. You know, I have three <laughs> kids with this man. But uh, him and his you know, wife, current wife, opened this place about two years ago. And uh, we, we run it together and, um, you know, do very much what Jen does. <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> Just, uh, you know, work our butts off to um, bring quality shows and uh, and do what we love because it is a labor of love. Well, it's beautiful that you yeah. and Jen can, can team up together and do something like this again, you know, after knowing each other for so long and having the same backgrounds that you guys have. So if you get a chance, check out Luna both tonight and tomorrow night. You will not be disappointed. All at ages, all. too, yeah, by the way. Absolutely. So grab those tickets at Lounge. Boise.com. Luna, if people want to follow you on the social medias or the websites, what's a great place for people to uh, kind of keep track of You can find me on Instagram at LunaShimada66. Beautiful. And, yeah. So check it out. LoungeBoise.com has your tickets for this weekend's event. Uh, Luna, thank you very much for coming in. We appreciate it very much. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Some stories that were lost in the shuffle. It's time for Headlines on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Headlines brought to you by Team Mazda and the pre-owned Superstore. Easy to get your auto loan pre-approved with Team Mazda's iPreCheck button. Just click the big blue button. It is available for you at GoTeamMazda.com. Headlines are as follows. Choke out, bad time for sexy picks, and plop. Bad time for sexy picks. Uh, you might want to keep those eggplant photos to yourself, Big J, as oh. I keep telling you that all the time. But Scotland Yard finally caught up to some thieves suspected of stealing about $30 million worth of diamonds and cash back in December of 29, and they did it because of a pants-off photo that one of them sent. 
See, after the theft, the suspect stayed at a low-budget hotel. One of them sent a photo of a private area of that hotel to a female staff member that she didn't want sent to her. And basically what happened was that allowed that incident to track the guests down and figure out what room they were in and then uh, follow their tracks from there and arrest them. So it all started with a nudie pic that one of them sent to a lady that didn't want the pic and it got them caught. And basically they had to go to jail because and give up the $30 million that they stole because of that mistake. So, yeah, not a good time for it. Uh, understand your surroundings, etc. But yeah, maybe not sending that stuff Damn. is a good idea. But again, unsolicited nudie pics is not a good idea. Guys, guys. I mean, let's just dismiss the fact that it also got you arrested, but Well, still. the whole crew probably. Yeah, not cool. So you'd be pretty pissed at your buddy. Hey! <laughs> yes. I, I mean, believe. we just took 30 mil. <laughs> you can't keep it in your pants long enough to go off on your own? That would be a frustrating thing, for sure. This sounds like a movie, by the way. It should be one. Choke out or plop? <laughs> plop. Uh, everybody's got an idea of how they want to propose to somebody, and a gentleman's fairy tale proposal in France went very wrong when, as he was about to pop the question, he dropped the engagement ring into a pile of horse crap. <laughs> Lewis Peterson had planned the perfect proposal for his girlfriend, uh, Nicola Bolton. He dropped to one knee in front of a castle in the south of France. It was the inspired setting for Beauty and the Beast, her favorite movie. Oh, smart. He took a horse and carriage all the way up to this particular thing, a nice romantic uh, ride. But as they got down from the horse, of course, the horse had to do some business. And he took the box out to propose. The ring went flying, landed right in the pile of horse manure. The good news is she said yes regardless, and they did have to retrieve the ring and used a lot of ring cleaner and etc. to clean it all up. Uh, but yeah, that's not exactly how you want things to go if you've spent all that time, money, and effort into putting together a amazing proposal. But at least it worked out at the end. Yeah, I'll tell, tell you what, man. A-plus in the proposal. Yeah, he went out of his way. He did a good job. Uh, even if it included horse crap. I'm sure that wasn't planned, but they were able to adapt and overcome. Wrap it up with Chokeout and Police in Pennsylvania... Uh, had to shoot and kill a pet snake that was choking a man, Big J. On Wednesday, police were called to a home and found a man with a 15-foot snake wrapped around his damn neck, dude. Damn! Officers had to terminate the snake without hurting the man further, so they were able to do exactly that because they couldn't get him unraveled. Uh, the man is now in the hospital receiving treatment, but that would be a bad way to go. Your pet snake turns on you and tries to choke you out. And, you know, they want to choke you out for a reason because you're their next meal, you understand? Yeah. So, you ain't been treating me right, I'm gonna choke you to death. Watch out, man, for those big old snakes. You never know when things are gonna go right. Morning After with Naked Big J. There's your headlines. You're up to date on everything. We got your bad impressions next on the X Rocks. Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. Bad Impressions brought to you by Treasure Valley Subaru. Easy in, easy out location next to the Idaho Center exit off the freeway. And we have some important tickets to get into your hands. Battle of the Bands 2022 is happening next week at the Rev Center. And uh, we need you to come and vote uh, for which band you want to see open up for X-Fest 2022. Artificial Aliens, Basement, We Were Giants. Life Upon Liars and Roses Are Dead are all going to be playing and vying for that chance. So we'll hook you up with those. You just figure out bad impressions and uh, you go vote. 208-287-1003 is the number that you need to call if you'd like to play. Big J's got three clues. They all revolve around somebody pretty famous. Figure out who that is and you're good to go. Hello, the X. Hey, this is Dennis. All right, Dennis, you're up first. Good luck. 
The hierarchy of the DC Universe is about to change because of me. Next one. My best buddy, Kevin Hart, and I are up to our typical hijinks again. Next one. Can you smell what I'm cooking? Uh, the Rock. There, there you, go. you go. Good job, Dennis. You got there. Hang on one second. We'll hook you up with those Battle of the Bands tickets. Why is The Rock in the news? Big weekend uh, for The Rock now. <laughs> uh, they're doing promo stuff for uh, the DC Super Pets, which is coming out next week. The animated uh, movie, him and Kevin Hart back to doing their fun things. They, I guess they did something called the Tortilla Challenge on TikTok, which I have not seen this, but apparently they take a big tortilla and you smack each other until it breaks. Okay. Hilarious. Is it? Did you uh, watch no, the video I, I, of them even doing I did, it? I did not, no. Okay. I'm like, I'm not watching that. Uh, though they are funny when they're doing stuff together. They were giving, you know, because uh, <laughs> there was this one clip of them talking and, you know, Dwayne The Rock Johnson just bought a house for his mom. And <laughs> Kevin Hart was making fun of him because I'm like, it's the first house? Come on. You have like a billion dollars, and uh, it wasn't her first house, and it was really funny because he can call The Rock out on that kind of stuff. Yes, and, he and is allowed to make fun of The Rock. Yeah, uh, but uh, the, one of the reasons why it's such a big deal this weekend, uh, Saturday, tomorrow, he will be making an appearance at Comic-Con for Black Adam, so chances are you're probably going to, those are going to see some uh, footage from the movie, and just uh, all that teleboo is going to be pretty awesome for those uh, at Hall H tomorrow. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your bad impressions. We will wrap up the show here next on the X-Rocks. That is Pop Evil Eye of the Storm wrapping up the Morning After with Nick and Big J. We gave away some tickets to see them today. Also a couple of chances at the X-Fest Battle of the Bands, which is now officially one week away. Thank you to Jen and Luna Shimada from Lounge at the End of the Universe for popping by, talking a little bit of magic this morning. Uh, Luna will be there tonight and tomorrow night. LoungeBoise.com is where you can grab those tickets. Don't buy teddy bears from a lady with a pitchfork. We learned that today. <laughs> Especially if they're she standing outside of a grocery store and a whole lot more, uh, as well as um, the amount of porn that you're watching at work these days, which is incredible. But that does leave you with the floor, Big J. Yeah, uh, in the news uh, the other day, uh, apparently a couple families had to be, uh, had to, well, they went into a damn brawl. And I don't know if you've seen the video of this. It happened at Disney World in Florida. And uh, things just got out of hand as uh, the families were uh, were waiting for uh, a theater to open there to go in and watch a movie. And, and they, one family thought somebody was cutting in line. They went in and watched it, and they came out, and that's when the brawl started. I mean, there's after like... After the movie? Yeah, after like and it's uh, here's the funny thing about this is one of the families uh as a lot of families when they go to disney world or disneyland they all wear the same shirts so they can find each other uh-huh so one of the family is all dressed in shirts <laughs> like a uniform coordinated. yeah and it's just it's like this is what happens if steve harvey's not around to keep everybody in line on Family Feud. I guess so. Yeah, there's no reason to be throwing hands at Disney World. Uh, I'm not sure why that happens, nor why that we decide to do that. But uh, alas, uh, no, I have not seen the video. Is it gross? Oh, it's hilarious. It's fun. Uh, next set of X-Rock brought to you by Snake River Stampede. You got tonight and tomorrow night left for the 107th annual Snake River Stampede. It's happening at the Ford Idaho Center. You got the nation's top cowboys and cowgirls ready for the Hall of Fame rodeo in America. And so check it out for yourself. SnakeRiverStampede.com is where you can grab tickets and get more information. That's it for us. Jason Drew's coming in next. You guys have a good one. It's the X-Rocks. <laughs> 
The Morning After podcast brought to you by Idaho Advocates. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Make sure you hit them up on their website, IdahoAdvocates.com.